Hey, what's up you guys? This is Joshua Tongle. And what I want to do now is that I want to challenge what I believe is one of the biggest lies being taught in the church that has messed up so many people. And this is the idea that sin separates you from God. Does sin really separate you from God? Now, there are two ways that you can look at this. Does sin separate you from God before you become a Christian? And does sin separate you from God even when you become a Christian? Now before I begin, as I mentioned before, the best place to start when reading the Bible is Jesus Christ. Does our understanding of Scripture and our understanding of God reflect and is it consistent with the life and teachings of Jesus Christ? Remember when Jesus came, He says that when you've seen Me, you've seen the Father. So the ultimate standard is Jesus Christ. And throughout the years, I've come across many different approaches that people have used when sharing the Gospel to unbelievers. And basically their starting point is separation. Many of us have used or at least heard of the illustration that goes like this. There are these two cliffs. God is on one side and humanity is on the other side. In fact, there is sinful humanity which is why they are separated from a holy God because God is too holy to look upon sin. And what Jesus does is that He becomes this bridge. So far so good, right? But there's something that you have to do in order to remove this separation and be reconciled to God. So basically it's up to us to cross this bridge, so to speak, and that's either by acknowledging your sin, confessing your sins, repenting of your sins, having faith, or saying the sinner's prayer, or a combination of all of these things. So what's the problem? You might be surprised. It's not Christian. It's pagan. It's Greek philosophy. Much of Western theology is built upon Greek and pagan philosophy particularly a dualistic framework where it divides us and God, where God is on one side because He's holy and sinful humanity is on the other side because we're corrupt. Ultimately, this whole idea of separation denies the incarnation and the finished work of Jesus Christ. So where did this whole idea of separation come from? It basically comes from Isaiah 59 where it says, But your iniquities have separated you from your God. I'm not saying that there are no consequences to sin. In fact, God hates sin. In fact, it was sin that nailed Jesus to the cross. But what's going on here? What's the context? It can't be a literal separation because that's impossible as I'm going to demonstrate later. And basically what was going on here is that the human race, they couldn't see. They were blind. They couldn't hear. They couldn't understand. And there was no peace. So what does God do? Isaiah 59 verse 15 and 16 says, The Lord looked and was displeased that there was no justice. He saw that there was no one. He was appalled that there was no one to intervene. So his own arm worked salvation for him, and his own righteousness sustained him. In other words, God intervened and did something about it. Now back to this whole bridge illustration where God is on one side and man is separated from God on the other side because of his sin. Can man literally be separated from God? Folks, it is not possible. If man was literally separated from God, then what we've done is that we've basically made man a God because now all of a sudden he can exist apart from God. Folks, this is pagan dualism. God does not create people then all of a sudden they can exist outside of him because it's not possible. We need to get rid of this dualistic framework because it's not Christian, it's not scriptural, it's Greek. Colossians chapter 1 verses 16 and 17 says, For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. 
Colossians chapter 1 has a non-dualistic framework where there is no division, no separation whatsoever. Christ holds all things together. In fact, Paul says, For in Him we live and move and have our being. And guess who he said this to? Pagans. They weren't Christians. It doesn't apply only to those who believe. Christ holds all things together. Folks, the only separation that the Bible talks about is up here, is between your ears. And Colossians chapter 1 says that we were once alienated and enemies in our minds. So the only separation that the Bible speaks of is up here in our mind. It's all an illusion. It's all a lie. It's not real. You cannot be separated from God. This whole idea of separation where there's this huge gap between us and God presupposes that God is not where we are, that He is out there and we're somewhere over here. This contradicts Colossians 1 that in Him all things hold together. Or this whole idea of having to cross this bridge, so to speak, by acknowledging our sins or confessing our sins and repenting of all of our sins or having faith or even saying the sinner's prayer or even having to do all of those things, this implies that you have to do something in order to be reconciled to God. But folks, if that were true, this would deny the incarnation of Jesus Christ and His finished work. As C. Baxter Cougar put it, when we say Jesus, we're saying Trinity. When we say Jesus, we're saying humanity. When we say Jesus, we're saying Trinity and humanity. Christ is the mediator where He included all of humanity into Himself and adopted us into the shared life of the Trinity, whether we believe it or not. And He did this all without our permission. And folks, we should be thankful for that. Christ represented all of humanity. Christ is the last Adam. And your belief does not create this union. You see, Jesus didn't come to give us a method on how to get to God. You see, the Incarnation reveals His amazing love that it's all about Him coming towards us in our brokenness, in our darkness, in our blindness. And He takes a whole world into Himself and converts fallen humanity into new creations through the power of the resurrection. So once again, when did this reconciliation happen? Romans chapter 5 verses 6 through 8 says, You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And Paul continues, For if, while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to Him through the death of His Son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through His life? Not only this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. And that's what happened to all of humanity 2,000 years ago, whether we believe it or not. Our unbelief does not negate the reality of what Christ already accomplished. You see, your unbelief does not separate you from God, and your belief does not create that union. You're not that powerful. God has made you His own apart and before you ever believing in Him. And He has bound you into Himself because of His love, and His love will never cease. So where does faith come in? Folks, the truth does not set you free, but it's knowing and believing the truth that will set you free. You see, the Gospel begins with union, not separation. This is the good news. That's why Jesus said, it is finished. And what we want to do when we're sharing the Gospel is what Jesus commissioned Paul to do 
for the Gentiles, and that is to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. Because of what Christ already accomplished on the cross, there is death and resurrection already happened, but people just don't know it yet. Now, what about those of you who already call yourselves Christian? Does sin separate you from God? I've counseled many people throughout the years who had struggles and would say things like, I messed up. I feel so distant from God. Did God leave me? What's wrong with me? But I've got good news for you. There's nothing wrong with you. He may feel like he's far from you, but he's not. And you might have messed up, but that does not change God's heart towards you. He still loves you the same. Now what's wrong is what you believe. Can you believe that where sin increased, grace increased all the more? Now know that God does not hate you. What God hates is that sin that is destroying your life because He wants you to experience His life and His love and He wants you to know that He will never leave you nor forsake you. Psalm 139 says this, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Colossians 3 says, For you die, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And many people have asked me what they need to do in order to get closer to God. Ephesians 2 says, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. How close do you want to get? But if people only knew, if they only knew. Romans 8 says this, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is a union that can never be separated. This is a love of God that is inescapable. This is the logic of grace. Thanks for watching guys. Peace.